Okay. So, this is me with my raw form, right? Wake up, trying to set my week in a way where I can just be doing what I hope to do, right? And also realizing that maybe I'm just in extremes of thought, right? Because it's a temptation to think, oh, it's always the fact that I, whenever I make a plan for something, then it always falls through. And so why, why bother to try and make a plan, right? It's, that, is, that is when I need to check in with myself. I don't know if it was my therapist or my coach or whoever it was that said that they basically said, just check in with myself whenever I'm noticing that I'm going into extremes of never and always and, and that kind of thing. Because clearly that's a time when I'm just a little bit overly overwhelmed. And so then that makes it so that it could be easy to believe some of the lies that I'm like just allowing to settle in right now. Because it is a lie. It's a lie to think that there's nevers. It's a lie to think that there's always. It's a lie to think that, um, to think that it's always gonna stay this way, right? That's always a lie, right? And that's, that's basically what I'm, I'm trying to process through, right? Trying to process through the reality that I am allowing for lies to seep in, right? And, and I don't want it to stay there, obviously. You know, I'm like, I'm a person that loves movement, right? And, and, and lightness and flow and, and all these kinds of things, right? And so it's so important for me to just kind of like step into paradigms, step into environments, step into anything that I possibly can get my hands on that can support me in where I want to go there, right? Because, because really, at the end of the day, what this is, is just a, what some people call a trauma response, right? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm gathering from this, right? It's like all I was trying to do was have a regular conversation and then I turned it into something that made something, made it mean something about me, right? You know, we were just having a regular conversation and then suddenly I just started spiraling into this like belief pattern place where basically I was telling myself that um, that I was like not smart or something, or that I was just, I was like foolish, or that I was like not a good planner, or that I was just not adequate enough for my situation, right? So thankfully yesterday I was able to actually at least spend some time in my patriarchal blessing, which I believe did help me and even a moment like this, where it literally says in there, you know, I'm going to have challenges. I'm going to have challenges, but I'm going to be able to face them and I'm going to be able to overcome them. And, and it just kind of gave me some um, directions and guides for me to see how to overcome them in ways that I could control, right? You know, like that. And also in ways that would just be given to me as a gift, right? So like seeking out and acknowledging that these are gifts that I can and miracles that I can expect in my life. And so what am I going to do knowing that I'm going to have these miracles? Like what can I do with my my heart space and my mind space so I can be in the miracle making and miracle finding, miracle miracle seeking zone, right? Cuz that's what I'm noticing. Is like I want to be there. And, and I'm, I'm noticing the gap 
And so I'm just like a little bit extra tizzied out because in some ways it's exhausting for me to realize there's a gap there. And, and I, for some reason, I have this lie going on in my head that, oh, because there's a gap, that means that, that I'm never going to get there or whatever, right? Instead of like, if I didn't, if I was in the miracle making and thinking and feeling and doing zone, I might be able to say, oh, there's a gap. That's awesome. I'm so glad that I can like see the gap so that I can just know that, you know, you can't really move forward until you see, like, know your numbers, basically, right? Like, you can't move forward without actually knowing what you're working with sometimes, right? And so, in some ways, it can be helpful to see the gap, right? For some people with that kind of mindset that like to be able to know those things, right? And to also acknowledge the kind of person I am, right? Where, where yeah, absolutely, the gap would be discouraging for someone like me that, that loves to just see things as they are right now. And, and the dream that we're working towards and not having to see all the details of what is right now because they're actually irrelevant. They're actually irrelevant for dream making, actually, right? And so that's what I'm learning how to be a vocalizing person about. It's like, you know, I might have a conversation here or there and, and to somehow be kind of a person to be able to uphold the standard of dream making right? Like this is how we dream make, right? This is not how we like, you know, carve out time and, and use like mathematical processes to figure out how much time it's going to create, take to do this task or this task or this task. But this is about like, what do we want to do, right? Like what are we actually doing, right? Like what are we doing? What do we want to be doing? Why are we doing this? Like those kinds of conversations, right? That's, that's the kind of conversations I want to have, right? But at the same time, I do. I do. I want both, right? I want there to be time for the logical, like minute to minute things. But I also want time for this other stuff that I feel like just gets pushed out of regular conversation typically because there's no, there's no numbers to work with in, in that space, right? It's all just feel, it's all just feel, right? It's, it's soul, right? It's, it's, that's what it is. And so I guess for me, I'm just learning how to be a person that can somehow articulate those needs and do it in a way that feels like I'm not like needing to convert someone or like, you know, like, teach them or, or whatever, but I'm learning that maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe, maybe this life experience is for me to learn when is an opportunity for me to teach, right? And, and to stand up for a teaching moment. And when is an opportunity for me to just listen, right? And that's what I'm trying to learn too. It's like, I'm trying to figure out for myself, what, what is my role in any given situation, right? Is my role just best played as a listener, or is my role being played as a teacher at this moment? Um, and and if it is, like, am I working with somebody that is reachable, or am I working with somebody that isn't? And do I need to still be a teacher even when I'm working with someone that isn't reachable? Or, am, you know what I mean? Like, so I have all these things going on in my head a lot of the time. So there's, there's so much... Um, that maybe I need to give myself a little bit of slack for, right? Because 
you know, for example, I was writing in my journal. I was like, so 10 years ago, we made a goal, right? We made a goal to be like, hey, what if we could like own our first rental property or something like that? Like, let's just say in the next two years or five years or something like that, right? And, and maybe I was just a little bit over the top, like ambitious, right? Because at first, at, when I saw that, I was like, oh, it'll be like maximum 10 years from now, right? Like, we could totally get this in two to five years, right? But all the while, amongst the process of trying to get there, of course, we're still like, you know, we still had three more babies that we were having, right? All uh, around that time, right? So we were, we were busy. We were doing three more babies. We, we still had one, two, three, four... We still had four house moves to do all within that time. We still had, um, we were still figuring out like what we were gonna do for our family, you know, philosophy and foundation and, and all of these things. So it's like we were trying to multitask so many things and we were stretched so thin, right? And so in some ways it's like, well, yeah, like you can have goals and stuff, right? And it's good, it's good to know what you want, but at the same time, there needs to be some grace and space to not be so mad at myself or frustrated or embarrassed or whatever it might be about how long it takes, right? Because really, like, I don't get to control how long those things take, actually, right? Like, like I can intend on it taking a certain amount of time, but I don't necessarily get to control how fast things go in different areas of my life, right? especially when it comes to any relationships that are involved, right? Like it might be different if I was controlling matter, right? Matter and like doing my own experiments with matter. But when you're working with souls, right? Spirits and souls and heart spaces and mind spaces, it kind of is given that, you know what? We might want to get here, but it might take double, triple, or an eternity worth of time as we are cooperating with someone else and collaborating with someone else to make said goal happen, right? And maybe those are important things for me to acknowledge because I have lots of different goals that have a lot to do with other people, right? And and that's me. And so, anyways, I'm just kind of in this process of like coming to terms with things, right? Like I was trying to journal it out to just at least get to a point of like, personal piece about things because you know I just felt so triggered right I just felt so triggered when I didn't get to have the conversation that I wanted to have right because I just felt like maybe I just get triggered sometimes because it's like I see the world in a certain way and when I'm talking with someone else sometimes I get a little triggered because it's like I automatically get into this like big moment of kind of surprise that someone else doesn't see the world the way I see it. And so it's like I'm kind of overwhelmed because I kind of went into the conversation assuming that someone else already saw it the way I saw it and we just needed to sit down and talk about it so we could just like make it happen. But there was some other feeling that I had when I noticed like I see it in this way automatically but I'm noticing already that this other person it's going to take it some time to help them see maybe what I have to offer in what I see, and and maybe it might not even land, right? It might be one of those things where it's like, I have this idea of what, 
what life could look like. And then this other person might, I don't know if they'll ever see it that way, right? Because, because it's, it's kind of an interesting thing when we're working with community, right? Where it's like one person is the ideator and the dreamer. Another person is the, you know, polish it up and make it ready. Another person is the go-getter, like go make it happen, fulfillment person. And then another person is the vision person, right? And so, yes, I agree that there needs to be one of each, right? In any team situation. But the other conundrum that I'm, I'm processing how to be bold and courageous to do is how do you get all of those four kinds of different um, strength point people to be on the same page about a vision and where you're going with that vision, right? Because even if you're all so different, there still needs to be that aspect where you're at least on the same page about something, right? And so that's, that's my personal thing, is like learning how to be courageous when I'm working with different people with different ideas of how to spend time and, and what's most priority and, and those kinds of things. And I notice that it shows up in, in basically every area of my life, right? It does, because I'm still learning how to mature in my willingness to have my dreams regardless of other people's uh, life views, worldviews, perspectives, um, you know, like support, belief, naysaying, you know what I mean? Like, that's something that I've been learning in my parenting journey lately. I really like this one podcast that I've been studying a lot that's all about, like, authoritarian parenting 20 years later and... Basically, it's just all about this idea that, like, after being raised in a certain way, it can become a habit for a person to just kind of become inauthentic and and needing a lot of external um, feedback to be able to help themselves feel like what they're thinking is correct, right? Um, and I'm just like, I'm so amazed by that idea because for me... It's, it's such a big deal because I think I just didn't realize how much of my life I had been spending in that way of thinking. Where it's like, oh, well, like, you do it a certain way, but it's not really real until you get feedback from someone else to say that it was a good job, right? You know, like, you don't really know if you did a good job until they say you did a good job, right? And so, you know, I think I lived that way for a while, right? I think I lived that and I really banked a lot of what I did on what was the feedback loop, right? Because like, isn't that what it's all about? It's like you do something and then you get a survey and you find out from them what, what they thought was a good job or not, right? Rather than just being okay with, hey, I gave this offering and regardless of what other people thought, I gave it, right? And, and there's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because yes, there's a lot of confidence in the one end where it's like, hey, I gave this and that's all I gave and I'm happy about it, right? Um, and then on the other side, it could be seen as like, well, that could that be prideful, right? Could that be something where it's like, oh, like you're not really taking time to consider like how you could improve, right? then there's the other side of it where it's like well then but then what else would you do would you just go and like try to find out from everyone how you did and whether it was a good job or not according to what they think and and that kind of thing and just bank your performance and bank what 
what you just did according to what someone else's perception of what they received was, right? Like there's gotta be a balance and check somewhere of like, yes, did you give everything you could have? Yeah, right? And then the other check of like, okay, so even though we already know that we gave our, our best, like keeping that sacred, you know, keeping that truth there, and then allowing for the feedback to not like, not penetrate the shields of like, the shields of letting our confidence wax strong in the Lord kind of feeling, right? And then if we do allow for any feedback, then it's like, oh, well, then that's just bonus, right? That's just bonus. And it's not like the, the foundation of how we're moving forward, right? And I think that's what I'm learning how to do. I'm learning how to be one of these people that can be connected enough with God, connected enough with myself, so that I can know that I'm working on becoming this whole person with my Heavenly Father, with my Heavenly Mother, you know, and becoming this person that that is able to, even more able to process the that whole process, right? So I can be confident in myself as a as a as me, right? And like as my relationship with my father, my relationship with myself. So then when I get to any other relationship, I can just be this person that's like, yeah, this is all bonus, right? This is just all bonus. Right? This is just this is just what we can figure out and what we can create from here, right? And then that just helps me a lot to be able to see what is what is that, right? And I think it's it's helpful for me to notice that that is what it is. Because I think for a long time growing up, it was kind of opposite. It really was, right? Like I was so kind of like what Newfeld talks about, peer oriented, right? I was so peer oriented that it made it so that it was like friends first, right? It was like, oh, whatever they think is first and like whatever pleasing, like I had so many pleasing goals, right? It's like, oh, you got to do this and this and this and this because you got to please them in this and this and this way and you know, that kind of thing. So there was just so much of that like flattery and you know, all of that kind of stuff that, that I'm still learning how to like let go and be like, you know what? We got to be so much more focused. I got to be so much more focused so that I'm not just like falling into the traps of, of, of living in a way that is not really trusting God or, or being faithful in my, um, in what I could be exercising my faith in. Right. And, and just like being way more focused on what I need to be doing to have a strong relationship with God rather than focusing so much of my energy on pleasing anyone else after me, right? Like, like, and I'm not saying that in a selfish way, but I'm saying it in like, I need my foundation, right? Because what I'm noticing is if I don't have my foundation in God, in Christ, in, you know, in my relationship with them, then, the, then I can't show up as a whole person in, in any of those other relationships. I just, it's not possible, right? It's, I show up as, as a holy, not as an H holy, but like a whole, okay, they're both H's, but like <laughs> whole with an E, like a whole E person, like I show up that way instead of a holy with a Y person, like that, that is able to pass on the love of God to someone else, right? 
that's what I'm getting to here. That's what I'm getting to that I feel like I was frustrated with. It's like, why do I feel like, you know, sometimes I get triggered and then because of that trigger, it just makes it so I'm from, you know, being this holy with a Y person turning into a holy with an E person. And I'm like, how come I feel like I just don't get to choose when I'm a holy with a Y or a holy with an E? Like what, what's going on here that's, that's going too fast in my heart and my mind space that, that I can't control that, right? Like I can't like, you know, and, but at the same time, that's what it is. It's like, uh, we watch this funny clip every so often. It's like, what if people were like always watching out for each other, right? Like, like, you know, but it was almost like, it was hilarious. Cause it was like, yeah, one person trips and the other person catches them. One person, um, you know, they, they drop something and the other person catches it for them and passes it to them. Right. It's like, it's like, maybe I have an expectation for myself to be some person that actually can expect the future, can predict the future so well that I can be this person that, that can be this comfort bubble landing space angel person for others, right? I think that's what I kind of erroneously have put myself as this badge of honor of like, yeah, I'm like so well versed in what will happen with life and like resources galore and, and I'm just so good at knowing what to expect and you know all of these things because that was my role for a while. I was always the friend that knew the most about everything so I was always planning the stuff for us to do and then and then every so often someone would goof off at like some kind of field trip that I had created for me and my friends, right? And I'd be like, nope, can't do that. That's against the rule. Like I was always like that person, right? Like, um, and like because I knew it was like, no, like you like you need to be able to do it this way and this way because I've already researched it and I know the best route to get there and I know how much it's gonna cost. So like just like just trust me, right? Like it was always that situation. Um, and I think sometimes I get a little bit confused when I haven't been able to take the time to plan out things as well as I used to be able to, right? And, and so then I get into these situations where, you know, I don't really know all of everything that I'm, you know, like setting out to do, right? In the same way that I used to, just because it's, 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 it's like the opportunities to help and serve are just so much more faster and so much more in abundance these days than like before I used to pick and choose. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to do this on this day once a month, right? Or I'm going to do it on this day once every three months or this day once a year or something like that, right? They were all just like bonus things, right? And I didn't always like realize that I was signing up for this kind of life that I do right now that it would mean that I it's almost like I feel this constant pressure demand to to put out in the way that I used to only do it like once a year or once every three months or once a month max it turned out to be or like maybe once a week when I really had lots of time but now I feel like that level of demand like uh 12 hours a day right like that I need to put out 12 times a day right when really it's like, well, actually, no, I think that's another lie, right? Because that's another always, right? That's another lie that I'm, I'm, I'm allowing myself to believe, right? Because that's the whole perfectionistic idea. It's like, it's all about the always and the never, right? And that's really what perfectionism is, is, is allowing for ourselves to believe the pattern of always and never and believe that they're actually truisms in some way. And I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm learning how to let go of that belief 
that there isn't a never, there is never, there isn't an always, it's, it's a sometimes, it's a, you know, every so often, it's a, you know, it's when we're doing our best, right? Like that kind of thing. And, and just like letting it be what it is, right? And so it's interesting that I'm like talking about this so much, but I guess it's just such an important topic to me for me to realize how often in the past I had been setting myself up to believe that I should have the superpower of being able to predict everything that, that, that could possibly happen at any given moment and that I had somehow failed if, if something went wrong or, or, you know, if I didn't anticipate something or, you know, all of those instances where, no, I didn't predict the future and I couldn't have, right? And so giving myself some space and grace to be like, no, I don't predict the future ever, right? I don't ever, always and never, any situation, even though I thought that I could, right? And, and just to be okay that, yeah, sometimes there's, there's hiccups, right? And, and to realize that I need to give myself space for even the hiccups, right? That I can't be so, you know, white-knuckled on my life to think that, that it's okay to be white-knuckling all the time, right? Because that would be ridiculous, right? You know, if a person had thought that driving meant that they were white knuckling every time they got in the car, you know, it would get it would get pretty dry and lame pretty fast, right? I can only do a white knuckle drive like maybe once a week max, probably once a month max even, or once every three months, or once a year, right? Because it drains you to white knuckle it for a drive for like two hours, because that's like a situation, you're only really white knuckling it if it's like, blizzarding rain like hurricane rains outside or a blizzard or slippery you know slippery hydroplaning weather on the like water on the on the roads or there's a ton of wildlife or a ton of kids or pedestrians or whatever right it just depends on the situation right what would make you feel like you need a white knuckle right when you're driving and so that's what i'm learning how to do is like how can i live a life that is is dispelling the lie that I need to be white knuckling all the time, you know, 12 hours of the day white knuckling it versus living a life where it's like, no, I'm not going to let myself white knuckle it every day, 12 hours a day, right? I'm going to let myself live a life where, you know, white knuckling is for the emergencies, right? Like a yelling voice is for emergencies, right? And, and white knuckling is for emergencies. It's, it's, you know, just saving my energy and adrenaline for those moments of emergency so that I can actually relax into the life that I actually want, right? Sometimes I create goals for myself that are just kind of all geared around the white knuckling um, potential and ability that I, I apparently have, right? But I'm really interested in what my life could look like as I take a little bit more time to be maybe a little bit more systematic, right? Because I think, okay, because this is, this is where I get to be influenced, right? So I, it just tends to be that I have people in my life that are not white-knuckled types, right? They're just systematic, organized, 
you know, they don't do things like off the cuff. They don't do things spontaneous. You know, if they do do something spontaneous, it's maybe like once a week, maybe once a month, more likely once every few months, right? They're just so like work best on schedules and plans and, and that kind of thing, right? So I have a lot of those kind of people in my life. And for a long time, I used to just get so mad at this conundrum, right? Where it's like, why is it that I'm this way where I appreciate, I appreciate last minute things. I do, it doesn't stress me out because I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. I think it's like, that's like the spice of life kind of thing, right? And I like, I like living that way, right? But then the other side of me wonders, <laughs> wonders how much of my lifespan I'm affected because whether I like it or not, my adrenaline is still kicking in, right? When I do the whole spontaneous, like let's do something and, and, and push to be able to make something happen thing, it still works my adrenaline, right? But maybe that's because I kind of am a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Maybe that's what that is. Because there are, there's people out there that are adrenaline junkies, so they go out and, and try to do the extreme sport thing, and that's how they meet that need, right? Whereas for me, I do like extreme serial business building kind of stuff, like where I give myself 30 days to like make money in, in different situations or things like that, because I, th I love, I love short deadlines, right? Like I like short deadlines to be able to make things happen and, and to see something happen and turn around within 30 days. Like that just makes so much sense to me. But the, there's this other side of me that's wondering about allowing myself to be influenced by some of my organizational crowd people and be like, I wonder how my energy could be used even more wisely if I somehow, you know, didn't have to be running and pushing constantly, right? <laughs> like every day because I just like, I can't stand it when I'm not pushing for something. For some reason, that's like this psychological weird thing that I have where it's like, I always need to be pushing for something. Like that's just like, that's just like what I do with my time, right? Like, like if I'm not pushing for something then I'm just like sitting still and like, why would I want to do that, right? Like, what is the stillness thing, right? Like I already do it like once a week, right? Like why would I want to do it like every day? Like what, what, what is that, right? So, so there's that part of me that's like, wait a minute though, hold up. Well, let's see some of the strengths here of like somebody that doesn't push every day, right? Somebody that doesn't push and, and have these mega hardcore deadlines every 30 days, then what, what would their life look like, right? Like what, what could a life with that look like? And so then there's that other side of me that's like, that's kind of cool, you know, to have the level of freedom to be productive, but not have to be pushing to be productive. It's just like, what? What is the superpower here that I could maybe tap into so that I can allow for my adrenaline junkie, like push kind of ability to then be used for like, you know, just like something else, right? It's just like, it's blowing my mind, blowing my mind.